welcome to episode 52 of Whiskey Talk from the Scotch Malt Whiskey Society. I'm Richard Goslin, editor of the Society's members magazine, Unfiltered. Glen Scotia Distillery in Campbelltown has a special place in my heart as one of the first distilleries I visited when I started writing about whiskey back in 2009. At that point, it didn't seem to be in great shape. The distillery building itself was certainly looking the worse for wear, and the whisky didn't have much of a market presence. Ian McAllister had just taken on the job as distillery manager when we met back then. Fast forward 13 years, and Glen Scotia has been transformed, both in terms of its distillery and in the demand for its product as a single malt or, as society members know, as a much-loved single-cask bottling. We were very fortunate to have Ian visit the vaults in December to present a fantastic selection of cask samples, along with an SMWS bottling from Distillery 93. Society ambassador and Glen Scotia superfan Olaf Meyer was on hand to get the tasting underway. It took me a long time to come to this distillery because uh, it, it wasn't open. It no. wasn't open. And I knocked on the door many, many times and I sent emails and I sent things. And uh, it was in, in 2015 uh, when I decided, oh, I'm, now I'm just going to go and knock on the distillery door. And I knocked on the distillery door and this gentleman, <laughs> Ian McAllister, opened the door and said to me, uh, what would you like? I said, I would love to see the distillery. And he said, come, come. Let's go. Let's go. And there we were. I was walking through the distillery. It was heaven for me. It was really just wonderful to see that old-fashioned distillery, you know, sort of still, you're you're almost back in time, Victorian times or something. It was was wonderful. And uh, uh, if I'm enthusiastic, this man's even more enthusiastic uh, of what he's doing. And uh, I sent him him an email afterwards. uh, uh, Olaf still got the original email, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, sent him, I sent him an email afterwards in April 20, uh, 2015. I said, uh, just a quick note to say thank you for all your time on Thursday afternoon. It was a pleasure to meet you and to see what's happening at Glen Scotia and all the changes happening within this uh, company as a whole. I would like to wish you all the very best to you all the staff and the distillery itself because it seems to be the most exciting time for Glen Scotia for a very, very long time. Yeah. And I will follow that development very closely and with interest. Yes. And Ian wrote back a wonderful line saying, it was a pleasure and very nice to meet you too. Yes, we are very excited about the future of Glen Scotia Distillery and would love the planet to hear about us and what we are doing. And... Uh, well, the planet is here because it's the Scotch Whiskey Absolutely. Society. Absolutely. Uh, so therefore, with no further ado, I would like to hand over to Ian. And uh, thanks for coming tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, everybody. Thank you for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you, Olaf. Thank you, the whole team. Sonia, you know, yes. First time I've, I'm ashamed to say, I've been in the... Scotch Whiskey Society, but hopefully not the last. We'll see how it goes tonight if I get asked back again. I'll invite you in. Thank you, thank you, (laughs) old friend. Uh, Well, uh, absolutely. So so we'll basically get three whiskies to work through tonight, guys. Uh, And what we'll do is I'll give you a little bit about myself, about the distillery. Any questions, if you're in, you want to know, ask, feel free. Okay, just fire away. Okay. As long as I can answer them, please. Um, so, uh, yeah, as Olaf 
you know, he's, he's obviously someone is like, you know, like Olaf is so passionate and he's passionate about Campbelltown and he's followed it and he's followed Glen Scotia. You know, he's seen the journey, how it's changed. It's remarkable. I mean, I started in 2008, so I'll be 15 years this March. Um, and I, I started really, uh, I started really in that era where Glen Scotia was, uh, and probably I was a bit naive when I started, to be fair. Um, so I, I started in March 2008. Uh, my boss at the time was a guy called John Peterson at Loughloman Distillery. And John was one of these guys that you, you probably never heard of John, but he's one of these guys, he knew how to make whiskey. He knew it inside out. He was an expert. He really was. He was a fantastic guy. He was, uh, he was more a chemist to trade. Fermentation was his speciality. So a wonderful guy. Um, so the first five years when I started, there was only three of us there. It was myself, Davey, Jim, Stillman, Marshman. And we're really just looking at the flavour profile, you know, what had to be done with Glen Scotia. Because Glen Scotia was pretty much, I wouldn't say lost to the world, but it wasn't in a good place. So it, it was, it was, a lot of work was needing done. Uh, and I've got to say, obviously, working with John, he, was, he really taught me what I know. I know, student-wise, I was probably his hardest student to, to teach, but um, remarkable man, he really was. Um, and as I say, you know, from, from that point onwards, you know, the first five years, I say, looking at that flavour profile, uh, when we get to 2013, uh, then it was obviously, it was time to move on. The Loch Lomond group took over, then there was a lot of changes on the horizon. But the first few years, it was certainly a case of looking at the production, looking at condensers, looking at fermentation vessels, looking, looking at everything, really. Uh, I mean, when, the, when I started, the guys used to do three mashes, then we were doing two, then we were doing one. Then we're doing zero, you know, because everything was tired. It was just falling to bits. It was just, I guess it was just a Campbelltown distillery. You know, it was, it was, it was struggling. It was struggling. It had a heartbeat, but just. So um, I think, you know, from that point onward, it's fantastic. For me, it's been a fantastic experience. Probably a unique experience, really. You know, to a distillery that old. That it was that unloved, it was, you know, it, was, it lost its confidence to see where it is now. It's remarkable, it really is. Um, and as I say, credit to the, the guys, it's there for sure. Now there's 13 of us, so the early days were making 80,000 litres, so that was about 600 casks a year. Hence why I've got problems with stock now, because we weren't doing anything. Um, we moved, we moved on up to a, a half a million. So we're pretty much producing half a million for a good eight, nine years. Uh, and it's the last month there we've moved on to 700,000 litres to meet the demand. And that's as pretty much at our maximum now. Maximum in the terms fermentation times, uh, you know, and running the stills, everything is as before. So that's as capacity. So it's, 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 it's great to see. It really is, you know, and it's people like you, it's made it possible. Um, obviously, the distillery itself, World Whiskey of the Year in 2021, remarkable. You would never think that was possible. Um, Scotch Whiskey Distillery of the Year, Rathsey's obviously taking my title, so, and they're worthy winners. 
Uh, and in November there, the, the Victoriana won the best Scotch malt whisky, which is, that was probably the special one for me because it was voted by people who drink whisky. So that, that, that's, that's the ones that count because it kind of justifies, it kind of, I guess, negates everything that you're, you know, you're, you're trying to do. So. so it's wonderful. It really has, guys. As I say, it's been a wonderful journey, a unique journey, and I feel incredibly privileged to have made it so far. So anyway, I'll not keep you up, and we'll try a whiskey, will we? So what I've done is um, the first three here, okay? So the first one, we've got a 2013 a First Fill Bourbon, okay? Cast number nine. So uh, a lot of these casks I know very well, like old friends, to be fair. You know, it's quite remarkable because I always tie it into dates and times. Uh, so, so that was this one was basically uh, 2013 when this was made, uh, January, uh, cast number nine. Then that's that's just before the Loch Lomond Group took over. So that was as really at the end of our experimental period, if you like. You know, looking at the flavour profile, seeing how it would work. You know, flavour, casks, uh, and everything in that respect. Bear in mind, this is cast strength, okay? So everything I've got tonight is straight out the cask, out the warehouse. You can't get it. It's not bottled, you know, so it's, it's, it's unique in that respect, okay? It's still in the warehouse, hopefully. <laughs> I think I put well, the bung may, back may, in it. Maybe not anymore tomorrow. I know, if I know. some people try it. I know. <laughs> I know, that's it. It's going, that's it. I've got a habit of forgetting to put the bung back in. Yeah. So... Yeah. Um, so all cast strength, guys. So we've got, we've got this one, uh, 2013. We've got a 1991, which is obviously, that's actually the third one, the 1991. And in between that, we've obviously got one of your own, okay? So that's yep. uh, the, the festival edition yep. from this year, an yes. eight-year-old, yep. okay? Yep. It's similar, actually, to the first one, so it would be quite interesting to try that. It's also 2013, actually Two, distilled. Yep. So, yep. Yep. so it was a good year, really good year. As I say, 2013, that was just the point where it was changing, so the production was expanding, expanding. Lovely. Some of these casks I really, really like. And, you know, wonderful, wonderful. Um, could have got you one see, here. you always hear about the angel share or something. Forget it. I mean, you are the angels. That's why you're sharing yes. this now. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Starting from the left, yes, yes. Left you're with. Sorry, I saw if you confused Luke's. It's the left ram you're starting with. Yes, okay. I apologize. I forgot to mention earlier. No, sorry. Left hand, guys. Okay. So, um, as I say, you know, when you um, when you look at this, you know, if you've seen it in the cold light of day, you know, you get a wonderful, uh, wonderful, and it's Campbelltown. It really is Campbelltown. You know, it. It's distinctively Campbelltown. There's a certain attribute that's Campbelltown. Sometimes it could be a bit, you know, you, obviously the funkiness, the, 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 the maybe a little off note, the certain aspects you get there, it's truly Campbelltown. And that's really, that's important. That's important. So when I, when I look at the... Well, when you think, obviously, Campbelltown, the region, 
you know, it's a small town. So the region has a small town. So the evolution of both Glen Scotia and whatever other distillery, Springbank, whatever other distillery was there, supposing there was five distilleries there, they would all evolve the same way. You know, they've really not changed. Uh, there's certain aspects that obviously has been, in, you know, they've improved. Springbank, Glen Scotia, whatever, they've, they've improved it through the years. But there's certain aspects there that are true to the region. You know, as I say, when you go to Campbelltown, it's certainly like going back, I was saying to Olaf there, you know, it's like going back 30, 40 years in some time. I mean, you can paint the place, you can have the place looking wonderful, but it's still the same distillery. You know, it still operates in the same principles, the same concepts as it did. So that's why you get a lot of similarities with Campbelltown whiskies, because it's the way they're made. You know, when you go to Eiley, they're different. You know, potentially Eiley's, uh, and that's the thing, you know, Eiley's a s small island too, but yet the distilleries are slightly more spaced about. There's more room for them to obviously evolve, to grow. Glen Scotia's your typical small, compact Campbelltown distillery, so it's, it's jammed in. You know, so it's, yeah, it's a lot, it's a lot. So, so it's good having that, you know, it's certainly good having these attributes, but yet you've got to add a little something to it. You know, you've got to make it uh, accessible, I think is the best way of describing it. Okay, so, so um, yeah, I mean, that's, as I say, absolutely. It's typical Campbelltown, it really is. You see, Ian, Ian, uh, I've picked up, uh, because I'm, I'm that old, long of a member, yep. uh, someone wrote many, many, many years ago, uh, Gordon Little, a uh, member, wrote the following when he visited Campbelltown, and it was actually one of our bottling lists uh, when we had uh, sort of summer bottlings and winter bottlings and everything. And he described it that way. At the end, his last line was, on departing the next day from Campbelltown, I drove into an even worse storm. The, the, the blown salt which uh, clouded my windscreen was that which I knew was finding its way into the barns, onto the hogsheads, butts and barrels, and into Campbelltown whiskies in, in a variety of degrees. It is the salt which makes the distinctive character. How much we've learned since then, I mean, sort of, but uh, exactly. it's, it's just something which you it's never safe. know. I mean, the beauty is uh, when, when, it's in the, when it's in the cask, you don't know what's going to happen. I mean, sort of, it, it's, it's, exactly. it's magic. You know, it is magic. But the, do you know, the, the, the ironic thing is, well, a lot of that, I mean, you, that's true. That's technically quite correct. But this stuff, okay, and you make spirit, this stuff, you know, has an element of... And, Process-wise, chemically, um, it's not possible. But there is an element of salinity, saltiness, sodium, if you want to call it, through this. Uh, and I actually had that discussion. It was actually from Edinburgh. It was, it was uh, uh, Edinburgh University, I think. Um, I think that was what it was. So he's basically a professor of organic chemistry. Um, and he asked the question, uh, you know that obviously that salinity, that salinity is is in the new make spirit. And it's quite amazing. You know, it's even the subtle changes I've made through the years. It's still there, which I want. You know, that's one of the main descriptors, and that's a lot to do with that Campbelltown character. You need the saltiness. You need that robustness. You need the oiliness. 
and everything else it just holds it together you know the 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 flavor profile so it's it's good you know it really is good because a lot of the older glen scotias potentially if you got a good one they were good but if you got a bad one they were terrible so it's, it's just getting the balance you know it's just getting that balance you need to have a certain amount of consistency where it makes it accessible anyway too much yapping going on here sorry uh, okay, so remember, it's, uh, it's cast strength, guys. Okay, so I, I put no water in. First, cast strength whiskies like this, if I take this out, out straight out of the cask, um, first thing I would do is give it a little bit of time in the glass and give it a little nose. And you pretty much, you pretty much know straight away. If I, if I take this out, I nose it, you know, you just get a... You get certain aspects in the nose and you think, right, okay, that, this is going to be good. You know, it's quite, it's tame. You know, 58.2% ABV, okay? doesn't nose at that. No, it um, doesn't. And you do get a lot, you get a lot of these attributes. You know, you get a certain amount of punch, but you get a whole lot of fruit there. Wonderful That's fruits. Indeed. Beautiful fruits. First fill bourbon from that era. Type of mash tun it is, rack and pinion type mash tun, wonderful. So huge amount of fruits there, guys. Lovely colour. For me, sometimes Glen Scotia, whiskies like this is as good as it gets. You know, it's just <laughs> no mason. That's it. Yeah. That's does it for me. Does it for me. And you're not biased at all, are you? I'm not biased at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not biased. No, no. <laughs> I wonder who made that. Oh, that was me. Yes. <laughs> so, but uh, no, it's beautiful. Beautiful. As I said, uh, the fruity character. That's the me. The, the it's pure fruit. Pure fruit. You know, and that's what you want. And it, it, it's got to be said. You know, with Campbelltown, Glen Scotia, a huge association with bourbon casks. You know, the bourbon casks have got. You know, obviously, sherry casks, historically, you, you different casks and then, but the, the bourbon cask with Glen Scotia works so well, really works so well. And do you have a particular preference for the cask? A really good question, and it's something I'm actually working on at the moment. So, look, yeah, I mean, it's, it's 15 years, and I'm still trying to work things like that out, to be fair. Um, but, but any, any particular casks... So this one... For, from a, bourbon, from a, from a certain bourbon uh, distiller, from a certain bourbon company. Yeah. That was the question, yeah. It's a good question. This one is a Heaven Hills. And that's not one of my favourites, to be fair. And do you, you contact them directly? A lot of them, it's what I got, you know, because we weren't producing that much. So I know way I was going to say to folk I want... Which is, you know, I knew it obviously had to be a good quality, it had to be first-filled bourbon... But because of the, especially from that era, the type of cask I was filling, we just had to take what was given. You know, so, but that's, yeah, wonderful. You like that one? <laughs> okay, I'll have a dram. I'll need to keep my eye on. Look, look, half an hour in, I've only That's okay, one. That's, that's all right, terrible. that's okay. Told you too much yapping. No, no, I'll. Slanger, guys, enjoy. Enjoy. Wonderful. Oh, I. Uh, 
certainly in the palate, guys, you get a huge amount of toffee, vanilla, fudge, and you get a wonderful, obviously in the nose is quite a, you know, there's a lot of flavour there. And it shows you, you know, that the new make spirit is so versatile. You know, people say to me when they come to the distillery, do you make different types of new make spirit? No, don't need to. Don't, I, don't, I don't even look at it. It's working, so I leave it alone. Uh, I can peat it, but just leave it. Perfect, absolutely perfect. It's where it needs to be. Um, so when you get... And as I say, that's no everyone's cup of tea because it's strong, you know, it's really powerful whiskey. Um, but I think if you appreciate a good Campbelltown flavoursome, you know, especially the flavour profile on it, and it's been specifically made for that, obviously, flavour profile, but yet to have the, the, all the characteristics of the region, then something like this is wonderful. So as I say, it is, you know, it's really, it, on the palate, slightly more of the toffee, the sweetness coming through there from that bourbon cask. Yeah, you get that lovely oiliness, and you should get a little bit of salinity. You get, anyone get, you get the salinity? Ever so slightly. Just a light, light coating of salinity there in the back of the, the palate there, so. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, light is salt, absolutely, absolutely, spot on. This is the man for the tasting notes. <laughs> I'll he's, talk about it later. <laughs> he's good at them, he's good at them. Are, you, are these yours, or? Yes. 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 So, yeah. Good question. Yeah, absolutely. It's basically, yeah. It's it's basically it's cross a lock. So cross a lock is the same. Cross a lock was specifically built to feed the by the Duke of Argyles to feed the distilleries. So many shillings or pence or whatever it was per gallon, you know, for the the. You know, for all the distilleries. So we're still the distillers' main, as it's called. Um, presumably, you can't get barley really much barley than you can from Mother You can. Yeah, I mean, Springbank use local barley, but it's, it's, it's always going to be a challenge with barley and Kintyre. I mean, all my barley, I've used the same supplier for the last 15 years, and it's all East Coast specifically for this purpose. Um, and I've never changed it um, because the quality the quality has been good. I mean, nowadays the quality is not quite as good as it was when I started. You know, weather, different different factors. It's slightly dipping a little bit, but it's still it's still good stuff. The price of it's horrendous, still right enough. So, <laughs> but we'll not go there. We'll not talk about that. Economics. <laughs> this is whiskey. I'll be depressed. There you go. There you go. I'll need to get your number before you go. I've, I've, I've actually, I've, I've never seen a happy farmer, to be honest. I mean, it's... it's, it's <laughs> good. Because <laughs> I, I used to do a regular tasting in, in Dunfermline, and it was literally the Farmer's Society or something. And, uh, yeah, I said, I've, I've never, never seen... A, Always something's wrong, you know. The, uh, it rained too much. It was too dry. It was this. It was that, or something. But uh, oh, but then they all drove away with their big cars, you know. I thought oh, it can't I be that bad. I mean, I'm down my last million. <laughs> Things are tough. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh I know. That's it. That's it. But no, I, I mean, it's it's the bar. You know, growing barley down there. I, I thought about it one year, but I, I, no, I says I'll leave it this now. 
too many other things going on, you know, and for me it's always, you know, the, just keeping the consistency. Because the distillery really needed that, you know, it needed just to steady itself and to be recognised rather as good, bad and indifferent, which it always was. I mean, when I started there in the early days, you know, I used to get people like Olaf, or, you know, they, they, would, they would come by the distillery and they would educate me about the distillery. They would be telling me about the different aspects of the distillery. This used to be this. And, all right, right, right. You know, it's, it's not a record in the place, nothing. It's a, it's a shame, you know, obviously all the people that worked in it, everything like that. Obviously it changed hands so often, didn't it? Changed I mean, hands so often. Constantly and... Uh, yes. So, I mean, when you, when you, the original owner, so if you go from, a, it, was, it was 1832, actually in the old, in the old, do you know the dates in the old bottles? So the old Glen Scotia bottles used to have 1835. So I changed the date to 1834, not just randomly. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know, it was just 1832. Let's just put that on it. I did a wee bit of research and you could see it was 1832. So they, get a li- they started in 1832 and they got a license in 1835. So, there's, yeah. so they're basically there at 1832. So it was basically 1832 to about the 1890s. It was the same owner, Stuart Gobraith. Then it was a Duncan McCallum, famous guy, famous Campbelltonian. He had uh, Glen Nevis, uh, Ardlassa, uh, Glen Scotia, Kinloch Distilleries. So he, he had quite it? a portfolio. Then you went on to Hiram Walker. Then you went on to Block Brothers, Gillis. Yes. Richard Patterson started with. So they were really up until about the 1980s. Then there was there was a few. There was the Argyle Group. There was Gulliver. Doing the, you hear, he was Guinness. I remember that when I was younger. Ernest Saunders Guinness Group. So there was a yep. big battle, and he actually owned Gulliver owned Glen Scotia at that time. He was from Campbelltown. He owned the, the younger people know no well, Safeways. He owned the he owned the Safeways group. So he, he bought Glen Scotia, but because of the, the, the legal battle, it really it languished and nothing happened. And then the Canadians bought it, uh, Gibson, Gibson International, and they really took their reputation to a new low. So <laughs> They did a wonderful job at that. I've got to say, it's uh, uh, horrendous stuff. Um, not all of it, but... If, it was. Uh, if, if there was not very good records from the early days of the distillery, when you came to create Victoriana, if, if your aim was to try and go back to that older style of whiskey, how did you go about creating well, it's really looking at the general, you know, the general theme of Campbelltown. You know, what I was saying earlier, you know, it's such a small town. It's, there is, there is uh, certain references. And I, I work quite closely with a guy called Angus Martin. So he was a local historian. Uh, I've always been a big fan of his. And he, he um, I asked him, you know, I said, any way we can get any records of Glen Scotia? Uh, and he pretty much said no. <laughs> so okay, that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> that was the end of that. But, but he started going through the, the, the old newspapers, and this is Angus's idea, fun, and he's absolutely brilliant at it. I've got to say, it's absolutely the things he's pulled out of the newspapers. So basically, with doing that, 
he basically managed to get a small book. So a small booklet, okay? So we had a small booklet on the history of Glen Scotia. Wonderful. Because we had, a, you know, we had down in records a timeline of the distillery. And exactly what you see, there's certain snippets in there with sherry casks, with different, you know, production methods, which is really... Very, very generalistic, to be fair. There's, n there's nothing detailed that really of any significant help to you. Um, and leading on from that, he, he wrote the, a, a wonderful book, The Whiskey Encyclopedia of Campbelltown. So it's, uh, I've got that book. Aye, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that's well worth a read if you're really into Campbelltown. <laughs> really technical books, you know, genealogy and everything. But no, you're right. I mean, it was really just knowing what we had. Uh, again, you know, I was lucky enough I've got some, some of this stuff from 1928 from Loch Head Distillery, some new make spirit. So, um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Oh no, I'd be in there. But, but, but I, I know where he lives, so don't worry. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean that, 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 that's amazing stuff, you know, and it's, it's, it's a long and I'm not going <laughs> to, because I know time's going on here. Um, but it's, it's joining up all the dots, all the little bits of information and just putting it together, you know, with Victoria. But I mean, there's so much history in Campbelltown, isn't there, oh, with all the distilleries which are all gone. So bankrupt it's just that I mean, it's just uh, and it's good to see that maybe another one or two coming up you know absolutely sort of a, to actually make it again a, a, a whiskey well for me it was always a whiskey uh, destination but uh, becoming even more of a whiskey destination absolutely and it, it doesn't you know a lot of people say you know do these distilleries need to have the same problem no they don't they, they'll do what they want to do themselves That's you know right. they'll, they'll they'll basically have their own take on it which is fantastic yeah um, but yeah, yeah, right, okay, we better move on to the next one. Well, I sort, of, I sort of feel I'm in the wrong film because I'm the only person who does a whiskey which is not a single cask, cask well, it's cask strength, but not single cask because it's a batch which we've got because for the first time this year, and I think rightly so, we decided for all the festivals, i.e. the Speyside Festival, the Highland Festival, the Campbelltown Festival, we're actually going to make a small batch rather than a single cask because the single cask will be sold within two minutes, it's gone, and then you find it on the auction side next day for double the price, triple the price, and that's not what we're after. Because, because what we want, we want people to be able to actually drink the whiskey, enjoy the whiskey, and then if they actually like it, buy a bottle as well at the end of the day. And I know it's getting more and more frustrated, and I can tell you, if you're frustrated, I'm even more frustrated because even I can't get my hands onto bottles anymore because uh, <laughs> thanks to online and everything, and uh, someone sits here and is an influencer as they call these days and says I've just tried that whiskey and it's the best whiskey I've ever tried well you just go online and you can see it's sold out within two minutes at the end of the day so it's one of those things but uh, I always say don't worry there is another one coming you know sort of it's uh, uh, I, I've, I said I've never queued in my life for, for whiskey I've never been online at two minutes to nine with six laptops open or something trying to get a whiskey life's too short you know sort of just uh, just you, in, you seem to know that very well, Olaf. <laughs> you seem to know that process very I well. I know that process very well, yes, but I've not done it. Actually, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm lying because actually I was once, it's the little lies I have to tell to tell more of the truth, you know, that uh, I was once at the Campbelltown Festival with three Swiss guys and they were standing in the queue to get a, a bottle from this other distillery we won't mention tonight. And, uh, and, and I sort of said, I'm not going to queue here. I mean, sort of, so I just walked around and saw people 
people and talk to people and everything. Because for me, and that's what this place is so wonderful, being, I mean, I should be saying, oh, actually, it's even on, on tape, so I probably have to say it now, but I'm not saying it. I mean, we, we've got great whiskey, but we haven't got the best whiskey in the world. I mean, there, there's lots of other people who do great whiskeys, you know. There's lots of propriety bottlings, which I have at home from Glen Scotia as well. Uh, but what we're having is, is having that community, that society, yep. that people coming together. Okay, so a third one, guys, um, and it's, it's quite interesting, actually. Um, I'm quite interested to hear your comments about it. So, basically, what we've got here is a 1991, okay? Again, it's a first-fill bourbon, okay? The strength's going to be a 48.4. So, in other um, words, I was four then, Ian. You were four. Yeah, because 92, I was five. Just, just no, no, I'm just joking. Just another. <laughs> just another, he was. Um, so, I was 54 then. <laughs> so, uh, no... Uh, so um, the the cast number at five three two I think it was five three two so yes so cast number five three two nineteen ninety one wasn't a huge production uh, but it's quite interesting this one okay so quite like to hear your thoughts in this one okay so first fill bourbon nineteen ninety one forty eight point four percent okay okay. It's never been bottled. They're still in the cast. Everything you've got tonight doesn't exist. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. You know, it's still all in the cask. <laughs> okay. It just oozes age immediately. It just does that. that it does. Tobacco. Beautiful. Beautiful. Really is. What, what do you get in the nose? What, what's the first thing you get in the nose there? Yeah, absolutely. But funk, absolutely. It is, it is, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. Absolutely, the funk. You do, you get Campbelltown. You know, it really, really reeks a Campbelltown, that one. You know, it's dirty, it's oily, it's... it's Potentially, there's, there's one or two wee notes there that shouldn't be where they are, you know, hence off notes. Um, well, dare I say, I love my rums as well as, you know, for my zins, and uh, it's sort of a dialed-down Jamaican rum sort yes. of idea, sort Aye. of, a, sort of a very much dialed-down, but still there, that, that... New shoes, absolutely. Leather, old leather, as you say, leather seats, funkiness, absolutely. You get all these attributes there. Wonderful, really it is, is wonderful. Let's give it a try. Slanger, guys. Slanger. Wow, okay. It's got a wee bit of, it's got a nip to it. It's got a bit of spice there, even mm -hmm. at that. 48.4%. As you say, it's, it's, it's got the wood that's dry. Yeah, it's got, a, there's an oiliness there too. There's a, there's a fruitiness. Yes. Nice. Oranges, oranges for me. So. Oranges. Yeah. Uh, good question. So that was Gibson. Yeah. Oh, they they would have been. They would have been between sixteen hundred and two thousand casks, I think. So that it was sporadic, and that continues from eighty nine to ninety four. 
Um, so did you the, say what casket is he in? First fill. First fill, yep. bourbon, yep. barrel. Yep, yep. Literally. Aye, uh, yep. Quite amazing. You know, quite amazing. First fill bourbon barrel. And it's yep. been there all the time. All that time. You know, so what, what type of barrel it was, that's what I mean, you know, a poor, poor quality barrel. Yes, exactly. So, so guys, guys, with, it, with, with this one, this one in particular, okay, that, this one in particular, um, for me, when I tasted this whiskey many moons ago, it was, uh, it was really poor. It was, it was, the quality wasn't there. And it's only in the last couple of years, first fill bourbon it's marked as, and it's been a poor quality barrel because that's the way they obviously ran it at the time. But it's all came, it's needed that length of time. It's needed basically 1991 to pretty much 2020 to get its act together, you know, really for everything to work on it. Lovely. But yet, it wasn't right, you know, it wasn't put together right. It just, there was a lot of issues with it. But yeah, so, I, I so think it So what are you planning works. with this one? Are you planning anything? Have you got any? No, it's, it's, to be honest, we're probably not be allowed to do anything with yeah. it. Yeah. Because it's rare. Is there a, does it tell you what bourbon barrel this is? Yeah, yeah. No, which yeah. one? Which, which, which company again? Which, uh, oh, which, uh, which, no, oh no, no idea. Yes. No idea. Yes. No idea. The, rec- the records are horrendous. Hello, sir. Excellent question. T- well, what you can do to repair them is you can do so much with them. And if you do it right, you can win World Whiskey of the Year with them. <laughs> so that's the 25-year-old. So you, but the, but the 25-year-old's exactly this, this elk. So it's from that, the 25-year-old's a lot older than 25 years old. So it's from that era because obviously there's gaps in the profile. So if you get something that's not quite right, then um, finish it. First fill bourbon. So the 25-year-old refill... First fill. The first fill's 12 months in first fill bourbon. Well, I can tell you one thing, Ian. I would, I, if I would have that in the panel, I would make it spicy and dry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> More bottles for Olaf. Yes, exactly. That was a question here. That was a... Sorry. Yeah, my, my, my question is very similar. So, so this has got red and it's gold. Yeah. But you've I mean, a lot. You know, obviously, as I say, working with John in the early days, you know, you, you really, everything's got to be done. I mean, Gibson were obviously running that distillery, and it, it, it was never made to be run like that. It's, Glen Scotia is made to be run the way it's run nowadays you know it's, it's a small distillery it's it's a bit rough around the edges it's it's all plant in it so it, it you run it so hard and that's good enough as long as everything works they were really shorter fermentations quicker distillations um 
and even the, the finer points, you know, the amount of uh, the, the charge, the, the, the amount of water they charging into wash parks versus the amount of yeast it was going in, um, rather as keeping it manageable. I mean, I'm, I'm uh, the mo I used to be 14 and a half, I'm 15,000 litres with 75 kilo kilos of yeast. They would be putting a lot more than that in. Same with the, the malt into the, the, the mash tun, so they would look at that different. The, everything would be totally different. The type of barley they used, and yeah, the type of barrels. So the, bar, the wood was poor. So there's so many facets that, you know, wasn't, wasn't quite right. And that, that, that's what I mean. You know, it took this length of time to get to where it had to be. Whereas really, you're looking, you've, I mean, the double cask, is five to six year old whiskey. So that, that's what you're really looking for. You know, you're looking for something, you're not looking for something that really makes a whiskey quick, but you're looking for the quality aspect. You know, you're looking for something that really comes to the fore quicker, you know, because it's happy. You put it into that cask, you make this stuff, you put it into the cask, put it into the right cask, then it's a whole, my job's gonna be a lot easier. Yes. Because it's gonna work. Yes. Whereas years ago, they were making stuff like this. And white spirit always get the, you know, if you're putting something that's into a cask, then into the wrong cask too, then it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of hard work. But that, that's, not every distillery was that, but the distilleries that run, run wrong. That was the ones that obviously struggled. So... But, so that, that's how I wanted you to taste but that. That's my, I mean, I think sort of, Ian, that the, the quality per se has gone up tremendously. It had uh, to. It had to. Aye. But, but then you've got outliers like this, which are just, that's what makes me happy. You know, just to sort of uh, thinking, hang on, that's different. Why it's is it different? different. And yeah. as you say, it was probably different because probably the, the spirit which has gone in was a bit dodgy. Bit dodgy, absolutely. And, and the cask was a bit dodgy. dodgy. Yep. And here we're drinking this, yep. and it's fabulous. Yep. And that's, yep. the, that's this wonderful thing about it. You know, it's yep. a, I mean, a master blender once said to me, you know, age is just a statement of time. Maturity is what's happening during this period absolutely. of time. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean older whiskey is always better, probably yep. just the opposite. Yep. But when age and maturity comes together, I think it's, it's, it, it's, works. it's, it's works. Absolutely. It's marvelous. It's Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's part of, you know, it's a stock profile, so we need everything we've got, you know, it's, 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 it's you know, every, and casts like this, uh, I mean, they're incredibly valuable now. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I tasted, and probably if I went back there tonight and tasted the one next to it, I wouldn't have been pressed. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's, 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 uh, that is a gamble, you know, it really is with a lot of these. But it is a bigger gamble if you don't do it right from day one. Yeah. You know, you know, you know you're going to have your work cut out. Someone's going to have their work cut out further down the line. Aye, just leave it, leave it, leave it. And it's, you know, it does... It's lovely, isn't it? It's, it's a kind of, it's a moment in time. And as I That's say... It. All these whiskies are still in the casks, you know. So there's everyone you taste tonight. Let's <laughs> got a look. That's it. I know. Come again.
I want to have I'm on it. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm on it. <laughs> dry, what is it you say? Dry and... Spicy and dry. Spicy and dry. Spicy and dry. <laughs> Which probably is actually the right profile for that one. <laughs> exactly. Because it's got that, still that kick, which is quite amazing, even at that oh, lower it's strength. It's, kind of, it's an oddity. It is an oddity. That's, but that's Glen Scotia. Something like this, would you really finish it? And put it in a no, uh, no. It's not. No. Wait, wait. Well, you could, you could absolutely, as I say, the, the 25 year olds are a prime example. Yeah, absolutely, you could, yeah. but you, you got to be. Do you do that because you were smelling it, thinking that's. It's not quite there yet, you know, and don't get me wrong, there's nothing better than a refill cask if it's working. That's it. You know, refill, refill bourbon for me is is as good as, that's my nirvana. Refill, any distillery, refill, that'll do me, absolutely. And then free for hoggies as well, well, you know, it's just... American, uh, Scottish hoggies, brilliant. They they knew what they were doing 50 years ago as well. They knew what they were doing, absolutely, they really were, so... Okay, that's a great setup, isn't it? Yes. You know, meals now. It's, uh... Yeah, it's, it's fantastic, it really is. As I say, guys, you know, as I mentioned, you know, all these, all these whiskies in the cask, you know, is, they're all in, the, all in the warehouse between the dunnage and the warehouse number one. That's where they're all sitting tonight. So um, it gives you a wee insight into the different, different aspects of in Scotia, that I guess the present moment in time. Ian, what's your fermentation time now? Well, I'm, I'm, what I do is I go from 72 hours, so I've got short, medium, long ferments, okay? So I go from 72 hours and I'll go right up to about 143 hours. So I've got an average of about 128.8 hours. So that's, that's obviously specific. Obviously that's where you get your fruity, flavor. your esters. Yeah, but it's getting the balance right. You know, it's getting the obviously I need flavour, I need flavour in that and generating that flavour with the amount of wort you put in the wash part versus the, the yeast, the type of yeast, the amount of yeast, uh, and time. Obviously, secondary fermentation, blah blah blah, all the rest of it. Then hopefully it'll still have all the characteristics through the type of stills we've got, the cut points. So, so yes, I just want to start with. Uh, Good old Gordon Little again, uh, the uh, member many, many years ago who were written about uh, Campbelltown and Glen Scotia, and uh, uh, not quite politically correct anymore, but I'll just uh, read it out. Uh, it was, however, regrettably an Englishman living in London who first sensed the extraordinary quality and variety of Scotch whisky. A director of Harper's Whisky Gazette, Alfred Bernard, between 1885 and 1886, visited every licensed whisky distillery in Scotland, Ireland, and England uh, to produce this phenomenal book, The Whisky Distilleries of the United Kingdom, in, 19, in 1887. If you haven't got it, uh, it is a book you need to have. Uh, it's uh, one, you only read, you don't read it from cover to cover, you just read one distillery at a time, and I can tell you, uh, you fall asleep very easily. I mean, sort of, uh, <laughs> but it's, it is phenomenal, that book. It's just I, that typical. I, I just read Glen Scotia every time. Open it, read Glen Scotia, yes. and then close it again. That's it. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, Glen Scotia didn't get a good write up, so I'm no, not going to tell didn't. you about it. it but I can tell you, if you think Glen Scotia didn't get a good write up, read the McAllen one. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 not going there. So just, just, just by the by. Uh, so uh, no, McCallum is funny. It's only four lines, and that's it. So I think McCallum will never use Barnard for any marketing or advertising. Uh, as I say, look at it. Uh, now, the enthusiasm and dedication of, of that man must have been enormous. Reaching East Harbert with, a, with rail and steamer, it took him another six hours by horse-drawn coach to reach Campbelltown, Campbelltown, over the tip of the mouth of Kintyre. From, thi from this base in White Horse Hotel, is that still open or is it closed now? White Hart. White Hart, sorry. White Hart, is it, yes. Is it open again or it, uh, it was No, it was, but I think it's, it's in the process of being open. Yep. Yes. The White Hart Hotel, he then gave it another fortnight another fortnight in Campbelltown to visiting the 21 active distilleries Aye. in and about Campbelltown. And then he says, the story of the Glen Scotia distillery is that of tenacious survival. It is. And I think uh, that's uh, a good point to start over to you, Ian, Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Because you're one who kept it alive and... Uh, Make it grow. Hopefully. Keep it alive. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you for the meal. That was lovely. Thank you very much. Beautiful. Um, wonderful. Wonderful. Um, okay. So, uh, on to the, the, obviously, the next set of three here, guys. Okay. So, uh, what we've got with this one is a 2002. is a refill sherry butt. Uh, it's cask 435. Uh, and the strength in this one is about 49.6, what I can remember. Um, and yeah, again with this one, what I was mentioning there just a minute ago, they're, they're rare. Okay, there's maybe about three of these casks left, so there's not many of these. Okay, so getting to use these casks is nigh but impossible now, unfortunately. Okay, so you, it's straight away with this one, you see a wonderful colour. You know, wonderful oiliness, and we're back to that. What I mentioned at the start, that old Campbelltown, musty, you know, damp warehouse. Wonderful, just that sherry influence there. You know, you're getting the background of what these, a lot of these Campbelltown whiskies, you know, what they were built on was these, these casks, all these casks would be coming in from um, all over Europe. You know, there's reference, as I say, in the 1890s where sherry casks were coming into Campbelltown. And they weren't technically, you know, using them for, um, for finishing or anything as, as, as uh, advanced as that. But I was actually around at uh, Charlie McLean's uh, this afternoon and he actually read me a passage out of a book. As far back as the 1820s, 1830s, they did recognise that obviously a lot of these sherry casts, it was, it was conducive to put whiskey in a sherry cast rather than any other cast because obviously it was, it was um, and it, it was really worded of the, the time, you know, worded of that period. But it was really, you know, it was obviously the association was a lot better. And that's, you know, a lot of these Campbelltown whiskies have got that element. You know, it's quite interesting to get a cask like this, get a sherry cask. Um, I was not, you know, I was always bourbon, 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 but I really, you know, I appreciate these whiskies for what they are, you know, what they symbolise. And again, it's, it's one of these whiskies which is rare. You see, for me, for me, 
I dare I say it resembles almost like sort of old Bunnahabans as well from Isla. Aye. Aye. Those sherry matured. Sherry, yep. 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 It's really it's complex, really, really complex. Yes. Incredibly complex. But it's, it's, it's got a lovely nose on it. You know, it's, it's really quite well balanced. You've, you've certainly got that funk, dare I say. Encompasses Not, a lot. Yeah. But it's, it's um, it really chocolatey, is... Chocolatey, sort of that. Ah, it is quite chocolatey. Absolutely. Orange chocolate. Salinity. Yeah. Salted chocolate. Yes. And really a lot yep. going on there. Wonderful. Yeah, you do get that sherry influence. You're getting a lot of these dried, real dry fruits, you know. Yes. Raisins, the obvious ones, sultanas. Wonderful. One master blender, who I, a retired master blender who I know very well, would say that's a rocking chair dram. Yes. You, know, you can just sit there and just knows just it. Knows it. It changes, it changes all the time. It does. Because they're quite complex, so there, there's different aspects. The heat, everything's got a huge a huge uh, orientation oh, in how it presents itself. Let's give it a try. Slanger, guys. Slange. Everything's really well, but you know, everyone's waiting to. Usually I say, let's try it, and we'll, we'll finish it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Shut up and drink, Ian, that's it. Are you used to do tastings in Aberdeen then? Because that's what my Aberdonians always say to me. I say, let's get to the third one. They say, hang on, Olaf, we're on the fifth. I, I know. Say, oh, Where have you been? Where have you been? <laughs> mm. It's quite dry. There's a dryness it's got there. Lovely, lovely dryness, yes. A real dryness. You got a lot of the, that, that old. And that, that cask, you know, it, without actually being it, I should actually take your pictures, taking your pictures, but it is really an old, old. Uh, sherry cask, you know, it's it's, and there's a question. So it's a real, it's obviously sherry butt, okay? Uh, it's an old, old sherry butt. So it's provenance again. Who knows? I would say that cask probably been around as long as I've been around. So it's been kicking around the whiskey industry for a long time. Sherry, what type of sherry? What type of sherry would you reckon that is? Roughly, without getting too technical. Any ideas? Spanish. Well, <laughs> there you go. Ten out of ten. Is this? <laughs> I would say Oloroso. Aye. I would tend to agree with that. I tend to agree with that. And there's, there's obviously the colour's really the giveaway, isn't it? You know, because it's a really, it's a really good quality cask. You know, it's been a good cask in its day. It's not been a cask that's been specifically made for the whiskey industry. It's probably been a, a transport cask. Yes. Or it's, you know, it's, it's been well made. Um, but yet, the, the length of time it's but been But if you say there, refill, I mean, probably yeah. a second fill, is it? I mean, I mean the colour as well. Who knows? Who knows? You know, who knows? Yeah. Second fill, let's get on it. But yeah. who really knows the history yeah. of a lot of these casks? Yeah. You, you can, but it's 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 obviously everybody wants them. Yeah. You know, so 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 the guy that sells it obviously knows this. You know, so it's going to be top dollar, isn't it? You know, we we buy a lot of cars, so even we kind of compete with the big guys. Excuse me. You know, a lot of the big guys. So they they're obviously, as I say, they're specifically <laughs> getting them made for themselves. 
I mean, I've got a PX car actually sitting more or less next to this one in the Dunnage warehouse. And when you look at them, they're totally different. You can see the age of this one. I mean, the one I've got is lovely. It's working well. And hopefully it works better even than this one. Yeah. But it's, it's wonderful to see the you know, the, the association with the, the old casks. And, I mean, you know. again, I assume that probably would be European oak. European oak. PX might be American oak. Exactly. Well. Yeah. You're spot on. Yeah. So the new cask I've got is set definitely American oak. Yeah. But as Olaf said, this yep. is European. And that, that, again, affects that flavour profile. That's it. You know, it's, it's going to certainly change the dynamics of the whiskey. Um, so... It's a nice strength, it's perfect strength. And all these whiskies, that's the strength they've come out of the cask, okay? They've, they've been, I've not altered them in any shape or form. And so that's, that's quite nice. Nice strength. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Says, I wouldn't spot it as Glen Scotia straight away, I wouldn't. I mean, sort of. No, no, no. It's, it's quite, it's, it's to say that the, there's a complexity there. That's you know, it. The, the sherry kind of maybe takes you off on the wrong path that's there it. a little that's bit. It. That's it. But yet, when you do tie it in with Glen Scotia, yeah. you, you, you've got that association yeah. with Campbelltown, yeah. Glen Scotia, yeah. and that type of whiskey. So, wonderful. A rare one again. To be honest with you, most, most of Glen Scotia is in, uh, well, 2008, pre-2008, there was a mix of those, those refill uh, Scottish hoggies, uh, there was refill, obviously, sherries, uh, different hogsheads, butts, there's some puncheons, there's some first fill, there was some second fill, so there was a kind of odds and sods, but there wasn't a great deal. After 2008, I filled a lot of first fill bourbon, really just to obviously get us out of the bit a bit, 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 you know. So, so a lot of first fill bourbons. Um, now we've got a stage now where there's a lot of first fill, there's second fill, there's some different charring level. Uh, I've got some sherry, you know, there's sherry PX, there's sherry Oloroso hogsheads, there's PX, sorry, butts, there's Oloroso hogsheads. Uh, there's some Mouton Rothschild wine cast. Yeah. So there's all the different bits and pieces there just to, just to see how it, you know, how it works. But even the bourbon aspect, there's a lot of different types of bourbon casts just to see how they work. This one, the last one we tried, for example, you know, it's in a specific type of bourbon to see how that works, rather as another type of bourbon. So, so Yeah, uh, you're getting a lot of, of your casts from the Loch Lomond Cooperage, Cooperage. Well. everything I get comes through them. Yeah. So they, yeah. they check them. So if they come from the US, yes. then the guys will check them. Because yeah. um, it's also quite interesting that you have your own Cooperage, Cooperage. as well. I mean, which is uh, yeah. something... Yeah. <laughs> aye, aye. So the, the, the guys at the Cooperage, I prefer the bourbon casks, or, uh, any cask really, I prefer them. You know, a lot of them come disassembled, um, but yeah. I like them made up. Preferably a little bit of bourbon in them is even better, you know. So that's that's you get I don't know two hundred in a container or something. I can't mind exactly, but um, so yeah, that that's that to me is ideal. If you get a cast like that, it comes like that, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's it's really just you know trying to set the 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 stock profile. So 
what we need to do, you know, what we need to produce. Um, and a lot of these whiskies, you know, they're, they're, a lot of these are kind of on the sidelines, they're on the periphery, really. Yeah. They're yeah. not the mainstream, your double cask, yeah. PX or rum or anything like that. So, yeah. So, yeah. You, you could, but again, you know, it's, you probably, we probably get outbid because some, everyone else has got the same idea, you know, and they pay top dollar, you know, because there's only so many good quality casts about. So if we were wanting a sherry cast, we'd probably need to go through a cooperage in Spain. Yeah. Rather than going straight to the... What do you got? Aye, aye, because it, it's, for what we're, you know, we're using a lot, but not using well, enough... Yes. No, well, I, or, or well, Edrington, as a matter right, of fact. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of compete with because them. I was I was at Williams I was at Williams and Humbert, which is the the largest uh, sherry, well, the last wine cellar in Europe, uh, which is in Jerez, and in May, and I was standing up at the two consecutive of garbage, and then you sort of see just as far as your eyes go down sherry casks. And then you go down and you walk hundreds of meters, literally, along. And all these sherry casks have Edrington, Edrington, Edrington Aye. stamps on it. Aye. Because that's McAllen and uh, Highland Park. I mean, so they're all seasoned casks for... For them. For, for them. A lot, I mean, they're really... A lot of these producers at the stage, they're picking the trees. So they'll be over yeah. there look... Like champagne where you get Yes. Aye. Yes. That's it. That's good, Dr. Bill Lumsden, of course, who is uh, yeah. so that, that's Mr. Fine. Wood. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, that would be wonderful. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I've got to say I'm pleased with where Glen Scotia is, you know, what it's, what it's, it's, it's doing and how it's doing. It's, it's, yeah, it would be, be lovely to do the, a lot of these things. You know, it really would. Uh, you never say never, you know, so. Is it considerably more than? Just shipping wise. Aye. Aye. So you, you value for money, you probably get more. So but if your whiskey, if we know it's one that's sort of, you know, except a bit more expensive, is it generally because it will be the cask? The whole cask. I mean, these ones, that 2013 were all whole casks. You know, I, I remember because, well, I used to fill them at that period. So, um, so yeah, the certain ones, you know, specifically, I know were whole. Job Will it reflect in the end price that you charge? No, no, no. Nah. It's it's too far down the line, yeah, and it's too. No, it's it's just one of those things. It's um, no, no. It wouldn't really. Uh, it when I get to that point, um, there'd be that many variables on top of that, but that, you know, that time frames. Uh, but yeah. Yes, the seasonal, yes. Yes. Uh, do you like it? I do. I just, one of the things I always get, get on Glen Scotia that people always ask me about is I get a nuttiness. Yes, yes. Nutty. Yep. Yep. It's quite dry, isn't it? You know, it's got a dry, nutty, yet there's a vanilla. Yeah. So 12 year old, 53.3% ABV. Um, 
Aye, that, that's nice. Slightly older than 12 year old, but it really, it works well. Works well, that. Um, but that, that's what I mean, you know, the Glen Scotia, you know, just one type and you make spirit. It lends itself to a lot of different casks and cask types and what you do with it. But you've just got to do it sympathetically and, and think about what you're doing. You no, know, but I so. agree with you with the Amontillado. I think it's, a, it's like when you're a young Amontillado as well, which actually was been in San Luca de Barameda, which is actually is a Manzanilla before it becomes an Amontillado when the floor dies. And that, to me, is, is exactly that nutty right. saltiness coming through in a, in a Glen Scotia, which I find is just match right. made in heaven. Right. Some, some of these whiskey nuts are terrible, but the, the 1991, you know, like, I'm always getting salted. salted yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I'll, get, I'll get those very often, yep. Right. Yep. right. Or as Olaf would say, it's... What is it? It's... it's, it's Spicy and dry. Spicy and dry. <laughs> Spicy and dry. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, that, that sherry one would certainly be spicy and dry spicy in my, and dry. In my Absolutely. category. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Good. Okay. Yes. Ooh, wow, that's a good question, isn't it? Um, well, I mean, the last one. Let, let's let's wait till we get to the last one before we answer that. Because um, <laughs> the last one, I I'm actually well, we'll get <laughs> we'll get the last one. I, I just hope you like Petey Twisky with the last one. Um, but it, it's quite interesting, the last one. Ian, Ian, and that's my when people ask me which is my favourite whiskey. I always say the next one coming. Exactly. That's my favourite whiskey exactly. because I still got it. Or, as the Spaniards would say, penultima, uh, which means the last but one sherry as well. So it's uh, always there's always one more to come. I mean, that's, that's right. It's, yeah, it's it's knowing. Uh, it's quite interesting though. But I think we know what it's going to yep. go roughly. Okay, so um, on to the the next one, guys. Um, you might, I don't know whether you got, you might get a little bit of charcoal in some of these. I don't know whether you will or not, because <laughs> as I say, they're straight out of the cask, okay? So apologies if you do. Um, okay, so this one. So this is only one that's really, uh, and this is a single cask, okay? So it's one, one of one cask. It's a finish, okay? So it started life uh, as a 2012 Fussville bourbon. Mm-hmm. Lightly peated, but that is going to be about 17.6 to 8 ppm at the start of the process. We talked about this uh, earlier, the start of the process. Okay. I took it and I put it in a Fussville Oloroso, and it's still in the Fussville Oloroso, okay, because obviously everything's in the Oloroso. So it was one of these experiments just to see how it reacted. Obviously, a little bit of peat in there. First build bourbon, you're going to get a lot of the bourbon influence, you're going to get a little bit of peat, but you're also going to get a lot of the, the, the Oloroso, and it's long, first fill How long has it been in there? It's still in there. So how, it, it went in there in 2019. Right, so three, three years now. Three years, yeah. okay. And it's the strength, the strength guy, it's... It, it's uh, it's about fifty eight point two 
what I can remember with that one, 58.2. So it's quite, it's quite punchy. Okay. Wonderful colour on it. It's got the oiliness, mm -hmm. it's got a lovely colour. Absolutely beautiful. It's a rarity. <laughs> Do you think? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. Well, it, it's, it's quite... Um, I, th I think it's quite, uh, it's quite different. And it's going for the really pushing the finishing. You know, just to get more of the robustness and more of the fruit and more of the... Just to take well, it to the well, extreme. Well, by day I say finish. It's, it's the wrong word in that respect because it was three years in there. Yes. So that's what we're sort of talking as well, sort of extra matured, really. Aye. As such, uh, it is. Because it's not just three months, six months. You no, know, sort of, no, it's a long, long, long journey. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good shout. Aye. Gunpowder. Aye, aye, absolutely. Well, well you see, I'm, I'm, I'm getting in uh, the good old Cal McFerry. I'm getting in for that. Aye, aye, aye. That's it. Been there far too often then. <laughs> Bit of salinity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You mix with the bacon wrong. That's it. Yes, sir. Yes. 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 Absolutely. The one before the sherry was beginning to take away from the gamble. Yeah. Yes. 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 So your your province to me is bad. Your province is bourbon. Yep. 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 A million litres of Scotia, and one million litres of bourbon. Yeah. And I did experimentation with stuff. But you're just, to me, you're mixing too many things. Aye, it's, aye, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, it's obviously, for me, I've got to try them. You know, I've got to see what it takes me. I've got to, uh, as I say, one, one cask, and, uh, you know, I've got to try that, especially with association with Campbelltown. You know, try to develop something that's uh, and that, that out of obviously all, all these experiments. Hence, as I say, one cask. There might be something that I just hit on. Or this, you know, that this is it. This is brilliant. Absolutely wonderful. So. Aye. It's just it's just for different clientele as well. That's what it's. Aye. I mean, I was just I was just down in in Dumfries doing a tasting last week, and uh, the the guy there is, is is an American, but but great guy running his guest house, which is called Ferintosh, and uh, I always get a drown when I walk in, and uh, this time I had a starwort from Australia finished in a ginger beer cask, and you're thinking. This is just, this is not whiskey, you know, it's a, but obviously Australians can do whatever they want because being what it is. 
But again, I real I, ex I know exactly where you're going. Ah, you know, it's you've got to try. You, you've got to you've, try, and you've got to. You've got different. Oh, I see. Well, I, I'm. You know, that that for me is good, and I'm happy. I've got that, yes. and it gives me more. You know, and uh, well, I'm lucky enough. I've got free reign. I can do these yes. things. So, you know, it's I'll always do it. But as you say, I, I know we've got that benchmark now, yes. so I feel comfortable with that. I've got that. You know, and it's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's 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 robust. You know, but it, it's as I say, well, a lot of these whiskies. You know, it's interesting there. Understand exactly what's going on, you know, technically yeah. how they they come together or don't, as the case may be, you know. So it's 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 a journey, you know, it's a journey. But <laughs> and it's, but you see, like the peaty whiskies as well. You got in your Speyside boy. You're saying that there is there's plenty of Speysiders now. We're starting to do peaty whiskies as well, and start, yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's right. exactly what it, it, right. it's just what it is. Yeah, gentlemen here. The, the background to it. Well, yeah, that really put on the map for many people, it, it, it seems to, you know, it was a kind of slow starter, Victoriana. You know, 2014 really was the first time Victoriana made its appearance. The double cask of Victoriana yep. and the 15 year old. So, I mean, obviously, it, it's a bit like this whiskey. You know, it's just trying to get that association with Campbelltown. And that's, you know, that's why you get the, the obviously the packaging design with Where did the name come from? <laughs> marketing. The, the aye, marketing really with the name. Aye. It's, no, but, uh, but I remember, I remember Ian 2015, that was the one he, you were sort of not selling to me, but when I visited him, I mean, that was, that was your pride and joy. That absolutely. Was, that was what it was. Aye. I do, I do remember that. Aye, it's, yep. it's a wonderful whiskey, you yep. know, and it's, it's really, it's, again, you know, it's, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? Yep. What else would you call it? <laughs> Victorian whiskey cut with all the world, well, yes. let's call it Victoriana. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's a question there. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, just for example, the Freud, uh, which is from 25 old names from uh, Campbelltown, but their PX, which is only available in Chicken Yes. Which is very heavily peated. Yes. And the PX comes through as well. But all these things are down to personal taste. Yeah, they like it or you don't like it. It's the gears with the with the PX, the shags, uh, in contrast to the fish gentleman's Yes. I don't mind that. I don't mind that cherry or that type of PX influence coming through in the whiskey. Mm -hmm. Or the peatiness of the same. Yeah. Yeah, well, well I, you know, and it's a really good point both of these make because obviously I, you know, you take feedback, you know, so I'm learning too, you know, so it's it's good whether I thought, wow, this is brilliant, but everyone else in the country <laughs> tells me it's not brilliant. <laughs> then obviously you learn, you know, so you're right, you're right what you're saying, you know, and that's the beauty of whiskey though, isn't it? You know, it, I guess it's trying to find common ground. You see, no, no. Exactly. Exactly. Well, right. I can tell you, I've been in the panel for 20 years and there's some bloody awful whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I always, I always wanted to. I've been saying this for 20 years. We should be bottling one of those really bad whiskies just to tell people, you know, guys, right. that's what whiskey can be as well. Obviously, marketing will never do it. I mean, for that reason. That's right. That's, 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 <laughs> I, would say, I would certainly, that's something I would do, absolutely, because it's good to learn. Yeah. It's good to learn yeah. this is what not to do. Yes, exactly. And explain why it's like Ex that. Exactly, exactly. You know, so substantiate exactly. what you're saying. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's when... Yeah, I mean, I, I've, as I say, the, the question, you know, but as I say, we'll get to it at the end there, you know, obviously the... the, the Sweet you know, spot for you. Aye, for the, yeah. absolutely. You know, so I, I've got... There's certain ones I like, certain ones that I'm not so keen on, you know, and it's taking me longer. And certain ones it's grown on me. Yeah. But there's always there's always one place it's always default with me. But anyway, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> you, need so, to, you need the suspense. <laughs> I know, that's it. That's keep the the suspense going. So, uh. Yeah, as I say, that, that one's that one's quite interesting, as I say, it really is, you know, and it, it obviously for me, it covers, it ticks a lot of different boxes and a number of different, uh, for a yeah. number of different reasons, you yeah. know, obviously the length of the finish, the type of cask it was, and that little bit of peat in there. So it's, it's, it's quite interesting. Quite, it should be quite complex. Um, are we okay for time? Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, okay. So I, we'll move on to the last one. Okay. Yep. Okay, guys. So, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Are you ready for it? <laughs> so, bear in mind, guys, this one's nearly 60%. It's shy of 60%. It doesn't know it's 60%. Okay. Um, so, we're back to first fill bourbon. The old favourite. Or, hopefully our favourite. Um the peating ratio in this one. And the first time I did heavily peated this ratio, because the, the old heavily peated at Glen Scotia was about 30, 38 ppm. So 2009, I did the first kind of heavily peated, and we did 54.555 ppm. Okay, so it was, it was obviously really quite heavily stuff. Um, Again, just to see how it would work. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, this stuff, I was never really a fan of peaty whiskey. Some, yeah, some no. Um, but what I like about this peaty whiskey is, and I'm calling it peaty whiskey, it is a peaty whiskey. But what I like about it is it's very much, uh, for me, it was a journey. You know, when I taste it, it's a journey. It's like um, compartments, okay? So you get a dryness. You get an oiliness, you get a sweetness, you get a smokiness, you get a peatiness, you get a fruitiness. So there's a lot of different aspects there. Bearing in mind the strength of it, you know, that it's really it's quite powerful stuff. But you don't get that in the nose. Fortunate thing is when you drink this, when you get it in the legs. <laughs> so, it's really quite strong stuff. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's it's... It's not just one-dimensional, it's multifaceted, you know, and that's what I really like about this one. So it's basically this stuff is peated. You know, it's obviously using peated malt, so 55.5 ppm, first fill bourbon cask, 
And this one is in a Jack Daniels, I think I'm right in saying Yeah, Jack Daniels cask. Okay. So all, all, all the peated malt I get, it's obviously the same supplier, East Coast, Montrose. It all comes from slightly further north, Aberdeenshire. So that's, that's where the peat cuts. So they work between Bucky and Montrose. So it's that kind of that area that peat, yep. uh, the peat comes from for the malt. So. so. So it's probably from Trumintal then, is it? I mean, it no, it's... No, it's uh, oh, I can't even miss it. It's out of my head, actually. It was there a minute ago. No, no, I think, I think it's just a bit further up from Trumintal. On the, on the, Aye. It's, it's, I know where you are. Thank you, Fergus. Uh, yeah, Fergus, that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, no. Aye. Yeah. It's, it's in my... It's, no, no. Yeah. Age again, sorry. Age. Yeah, I forgot the age, didn't I? Yeah. I think I was avoiding the age, wouldn't you? <laughs> Um, so that, that, this is basically a seven years old. Yeah. Okay. Seven years old. So we're back, to, we're back to where we started again, really. We're back to the beginning. Okay. So it's the first spell bourbon, but it's obviously peated. So wonderful. You know, it, you know, it, guys, you don't get a lot of, you know, you don't get a lot of that. You, the alcohol's not there, you know, it's really, really That's accessible. What, yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. A little bit of water in this sometimes kills it. Sorry. No. No, 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 and that, that, that's, uh, that's obviously, that's true any peat, any peated whiskey are, well, most distilleries, if you're making a peated whiskey, then the peat's going to mask any, yeah, it's so going to hide the cracks. That's it. So, yeah. So that, that, that's, that's obviously the, you know, any, any off notes in this will be hidden. So, lovely. So you're, so you're planning a, a product of that? You're planning a. No. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, it's, as I say, you can't yes. get any of them on my face. No, no, but you're not, you're not having in your mind. Uh, no, I mean, it, there's not really enough at the moment, yeah, Olaf. Are we beastie and uh, still young and all oh, well, that? Well, that would be nice. Yes. That would be, probably the only way you'll see this in the shop, maybe. Yeah. Because I've got my eye in this one. Yes. I like that one. Yeah. So I'll claim it. I'll claim it. <laughs> Spicy and dry. No, 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 I think this has to be peated, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Even I can't get away with calling this spicy and dry. <laughs> Go for it. Nah, you wouldn't like no. Yep. Yes. Yes. And you cleaned. One of the family, one of Nika, was had a relative who was from Campbelltown, and they were trying to recreate a Campbelltown. No, no, no. What, no, what happened was uh, that the Japanese uh, gentleman uh, came to Glasgow uh, around 1917-1918, studying chemistry, and then he decided to actually visit distilleries. And one of them was Hazelburn. Hazelburn, exactly. Hazelburn. Thank you. Was Hazelburn in Campbelltown, and that was one of them. And then he went back. Well, he married a Scottish lass, and went back to Japan. And basically, it's the 
the father of Japanese whiskey. Again, and actually, actually to to make that history lesson, finish that history lesson. So he's basically a father of, uh, whereby Santori would disagree because Santori, but actually he worked for the former company of Santori. Uh, so therefore, so it is Santori, but it is him. And uh, we bottled in the society the first Japanese whiskey, which was 116.1, which is Yuichi, which actually was Masataka Takatsuru's first distillery in Japan yeah. because he had to work for the Santori company because they sent him over to Scotland uh, for, for 15 years. Aye. That was his, because otherwise they would have sent him over. As soon as those were over, he actually decided to make his own distillery. He made it up in Hokkaido, up in the north of Japan, because he said that's much more like Scotland. Scotland. There was Petersmau on there, so he could... They were a beautiful Yes, Aye. yes. And, and the son, the adopted son, who was from his, from his brother, uh, when, when we opened the bottle, 116.1, he was here, in this room. Uh, back in 2000, don't name me, or three or four, and wow. he had the handwritten notes of Masataka Takatsuru with him. Wow. Where he written it all down back in... This, that's a really good book that a professor, Alan Wilson, home yes. wrote, and that's his notebook. Precisely. And he translated, well, he never translated it, he got yes. a linguist to translate yes. it. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a fantastic Aye. story, and, and it was made into, into a big film in Japan as well, and everyone knows about it, Aye. because then the Second World War came, of course, and the Scottish lady and all that sort of stuff. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fascinating story, and, uh, and the Japanese whiskey is so close to Scotch whiskey, yeah. uh, which it, it's, it's amazing. Even Campbelltown, you yes. know, they've got a close affinity to Campbelltown. That's it. Because yeah. the other one was, I think, Longmorn he was as well. Ah, he was, he was up north. Longmorn, and then he was down in, in the lowlands as well. And, uh, but, but one was Hazelburn in, in Campbelltown. Yeah. Yep. He studied chemistry, I think, at Glasgow University. He did, University. he did. So he did. You yep. know, so that's what he yeah. made. He came from a Soshu family, yep. you know, distilling Soshu, the Japanese uh, spirit. Yeah. Fabulous, fabulous amazing, story. Sorry. Amazing. No, 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 no. Um, so, guy, I don't know where you've tried this one or not, but I'm going to give it a wee try, guys. Uh, Slanger, enjoy. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. Yeah. Love it. Doesn't need water, does it? I mean, it doesn't need water. No. Sixty percent. Yes, exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. There's that element of smoky peat, fruity, oily, salty. A lot going on. A lot going on. The, the, it's, it's lovely, you know, it's, it's, but the, the oiliness really makes it work. I think it just spreads, absolutely. It covers the whole mouth, you know, it just, just dissipates. That Wonderful. Pint? That, that, for me, to answer your question, is, you know, a lot of these... Is there a way, is it? Well, I better wait till it comes back. <laughs> Maybe answer it. So, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Do, sorry? I'll just love that. No, 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 no. It's all it's done at the Maltons yeah. for me. So ever, everything, as I say, it's a uh, Glenesque. So I, 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'll specify what I'm after, you know, whether it's heavily peated, whether it's lightly peated or medium peated. I tend to do a lot of, are you okay, sir? Uh, Creaky floorboards. <laughs> I, t I tend to do a, a lot of... Faster is better. That's uh, <laughs> Tend to a lot of medium and heavily peated now, actually, you know, because it seems to fit in better with the uh, the profile. But this this really that probably get me into really peated whiskies more so because I really appreciate that. I really like it. Uh, I think it really works well. So, um, but yeah, that's what I mean. The trial and error. You've got to try it. You never. You don't try it. You'll never know. So, so. I think I think we're sort of. Finish the official part. I'm, I'm sure you don't have to rush off, do you, Ian? No. I'll, I'll go eight ten. I'll get the train. At ah, right. 10 there, we, there we go. So if you've got if you've got questions, you know, just just call Ian to the table and uh, and uh, have the opportunity. Yes. Sorry, Ian. What was the last cask you asked? It was a Fussville bourbon. It was a Jack Daniel's Fussville bourbon. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. So that was uh, 2016. So it, it was the first time, Ian, but I don't think it will be the last time. Certainly if I have anything to say. Thank you. I really, I really enjoyed it. I've learned a lot. I mean, every, every day is a school day. So thank you, thank you very much, Ian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. My pleasure. Ian McAllister from Glen Scotia Distillery there, along with Society Ambassador Olaf Meyer. Distillery visits and exclusive presentations from some of the biggest names in the whisky world are just one of the perks of being a member of the SMWS. If you haven't signed up yet, there's no better time. That's it for this episode of Whisky Talk. Until the next time, cheers. Cheers.